BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Be So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth, and I am so excited to have you guys here. Okay, we have an exciting episode today. We have the founders of Boys Lie on. If you guys follow my Instagram, but if you don't actually go follow it, it's Kenzie Elizabeth. But if you do follow, you guys probably have seen me wear Boys Lie like nonstop. I have three sets from them and I alternate. I need more. Um, I If my entire wardrobe could be Boys Lie and that's what I wore every day, I really truly would do it. Like that's really all I need, all I want. It's just the cutest stuff ever. We will get into talking about them and then having them on soon. I love the conversation that I had with them. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. We talk a lot about the nitty gritty behind the scenes, getting in Revolve, how they even started, um, kind of a little bit of like funding, things like that. And yeah, I think you guys are really going to like it. But before we get into the episode, let's catch up. Okay. First, I hope you guys really enjoyed Monday's bonus episode. I need to stop calling it a bonus episode because we're just doing five episodes a month now, but we had our solo meets book club episode. I need a better name for this, but the first half I did a solo episode. I talked about my current faves, wellness updates, um, fall. It was a really great vibe. And then we had Maddie from OK Sis on and we did a little book club. If you guys weren't aware, once a month we do a book club episode, which really is just half the episode, but I have someone on. So we are reading with someone different every single month. Last month we read The Comeback with Ella Berman with Maddie from OK Sis. And so she came on, we recapped it, talked about it. We had a lot to say. Maddie actually had a book club herself for quite some time. So I was honored. I felt like I was learning so much for her. The book for October is The Vanishing Half by Brooke Bennett. And we are reading with Brooke Michio from Gals on the Go. I'm very excited for that. So look out for that episode later on in the month. Um, as always, join the Facebook group. If you guys are not a part of the newsletter, you need to be on the newsletter. Join the mailing list. I link everything I talk about. I share new things. I share books, things I've been reading. If you guys like the podcast, any of my vlogs on YouTube, my Instagram, anything like that, you guys would love the newsletter. I thought newsletters were old until I got one. And now I am like obsessed with newsletters. Trust me on this, guys. Like newsletters are the new thing. I mean, they're not new, but they're coming back. Okay. So I personally am so happy because it has just been like cozy fall vibes. And I hate myself for saying the word vibes, but it's fine. Okay. It has just felt so cozy, so fall. I'm loving it. I'm living for it. I actually pulled out my first coat of the season yesterday. Okay, guys, that was big. 
it's actually like this morning I went and got coffee with a friend. It was like 55 degrees out. Like I am living for this. Okay. I don't like summer. I don't like heat. It's not my thing, but fall I am all about. My house smells so good with all of my fall candles. I have cozy pillows and blankets. It's just everything about it is incredible. I put the fireplace like on YouTube on my TV and it makes it like crackling noises. And there's just something about it. Like, yeah, some people might think it's tacky, but like personally it just puts me in the best mood. So I don't care. I've been giving my rooftop a little fall revamp. If you guys haven't seen, we got a fire pit and a new little sitting area up there. I'm actually after this going to go to look for some plants. I need some planters, some plants up there to make it cooler. The problem is that planters are so expensive. And also, will I keep them alive? You know, these are good questions. And oh my God, you know, the TikTok that's like, thank you for your questions. I, whatever, that's literally what I just sounded like. But anyways, um, I've also been doing a little bedroom makeover. So um, my new nightstands are in by in. I mean, I got them on Facebook market. So they're here. Um, my new dresser. I got a new TV today. I got the new frame TV. I took myself on a little Best Buy trip. I got the new frame TV from Samsung. If you guys haven't seen these, these look like art pieces. So they're incredible for your house because it doesn't look like a TV on the wall. It looks like art when it's off and it's just amazing. So that's getting mounted later today. And then I also got the new iPad keyboard, which I'm really excited to use because I love using my iPad. I feel a lot more put together when I regularly use my iPad, but my old keyboard broke. And they came out with a new one with like a trackpad and everything. So I'm into it. I'm going to see how I like it um, and let you guys know. Anyways, my bedroom just feels so cozy and so fall. I've been loving it. I bring up like three drinks every single night. Like I have my booch pop. I have my water with my liquid IV and then I'll have like a normal water. Speaking of liquid IV, I know I talk about all the time. I tried their sleep one last night and I have not slept that well. And I literally could not tell you how long. It is amazing. If you guys have any problems with sleep, seriously, try liquid IV. I have a code. It's like Kinsale's with 25 or something like that, guys. Look at my socials, but seriously, best product ever. So I just really been enjoying my fall time. I'm feeling very cozy, very, um, just very fall. And I'm all about it. I recently read The Good Fight by Jana Kramer. I actually really want to have her on. The book was so good. Um, it talks, it's her and her husband who wrote it. And they talk about like how they handle conflict and how hand they handle fighting and all of this stuff. And they're very raw and very honest. I mean, there's been affairs and stuff in their marriage and just been a lot, but I really, really liked it. And I actually got a lot out of it. Not even just like in um, like my relationship or anything like that. It's more so, I don't know. I think just across the board, it was such a good read. I would definitely recommend it, especially if you are in a relationship because it is so helpful. Also, guys, there'll be a new podcast cover soon. I did a little shoot, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen because I was posting about it, but it is it's cool. Okay. We'll be liking it. It'll be very, um, very Kinsey, Texas vibes, you know? Oh my gosh. Now I kind of wish I would have done like a breadwinning housewife vibe shoot for it, but I like the ones that we have. Okay. So anyways, getting into today's episode, I'm so excited to have Tori and Leah on. Boys Life founder Tori Robinson and Leah O'Malley grew up living down the street in the same suburban town in Philadelphia. In 2007, they attended different high schools, circled different cliques, and had very different interests. Little did they know that they were fated to become best friends and co-founders. In the summer of 2016, Tori and Leah found themselves going through the same thing, a big breakup with a serious boyfriend. Their exes just happened to be best friends. The girls formed an unparalleled bond through comfort and support. They also discovered that they complemented each other. That singular experience inspired a mantra that turned into a concept for their current business venture. 
In 2018, Boys Light was founded. Boys Light enters into a new era, elevated products and a fresh aesthetic. So they are basically the newest, coolest brand on the block. So many like celebrities wear it. They're blowing up and you guys need to follow along because I am obsessed with them. But anyways, without further ado, let's welcome Tori and Leah onto the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you guys by Incipio. I know we are all looking for ways that we can help the environment. It seems really daunting and overwhelming at times, but it is really important, I think, that we're taking small steps. So that's why I really like Incipio. So founded in 1999, Incipio was born with a love for tech and then a novel idea to protect your phone. Now, 20 years later, they're still innovating and designing cases made with you in mind. Incipio's new eco-friendly organic core collection protects both the planet and your phone. So the organic core collection is made of 100% compostable materials that reduce landfill waste by naturally re-entering the environment from where it started. Organic core cases go from plant to case to earth. So again, taking small steps can make a very big difference and Incipio wants to help everyone do their part. They actually just expanded their organic core line to include AirPod cases too. I love AirPod cases. I actually always have a case on my phone, but I love that I can trust the organic core line because I know that it's better for the environment. I also constantly drop my phone like it's actually a problem and I was hanging up some frames in my office recently and it fell off my ladder and it was fine. My phone is totally okay and it's all because of my case. So all organic core cases are wireless charging compatible and there's a one-year warranty. Plus, they come in seven neutral colors that will match with everything. All of the packaging is 100% recyclable and eco-friendly water-based ink. You can purchase organic core cases online at verizon.com or your local Verizon store. So again, you can order online at verizon.com or at your local Verizon store. And you can use the code I love you for 20% off at incipio.com. Available for purchase at verizon.com or incipio.com for 20% off with the code I love you. Again, that is 20% off at incipio.com with the code I love you. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, my God. Both of your outfits are so cute. Thanks. Thanks. They're both repping boys lie. Yeah. I love it. I think that's like all we wear, literally. I, it's it's not even my brand and it's actually like pretty much all I right now I literally got my first set in the mail and then that same day I ordered like two new ones I actually have a package I have the like heaven size one coming today like it's my oh, favorite my gosh. <laughs> yay it is the best. thank you so much for supporting us of yeah. course so I want to talk obviously all about the brand I have so many questions like you guys are killing it before we get into that I have to ask my favorite hot seat question so what is the best purchase you have made under $100 in the past six months? Leah, like it's, she bought it for me, but I'm going to say it's like a purchase as well. Cause it was, it has a dual purpose to it, but she bought these microphones off of Amazon and they're like these rose gold karaoke microphones and I'm obsessed with them and you can even change if it like echoes and doesn't echo. It's so sad because I like, I can't sing for the life of me. I wish I could but we pretend sometimes like we can. And yeah, those microphones have changed my life. So my friends and I will do like karaoke at my house and we just like, none of us are good, but it's so fun. Just like being stupid, you know? Leah can actually sing. So it's kind of unfair. I was going to say as if we don't annoy our boyfriends already, like we're just like going around like screaming into these microphones. They're just like, (laughs) oh my God. But they're a lot of fun. And what's worse is we think we're really funny and they're like, we're so over your guys' shit right now. We think we're funny, but that's what matters. (laughs) 
yeah that's me I'm like I think I'm funny so I don't care what anyone else thinks and then I'm like maybe I'm not funny but I you just can't listen to that you know yeah yeah my favorite purchase well Tori and I are on the computer like hunched over all day long so we have come into like a lot of problems with our back we, I got these chirp wheels and you can get them in different sizes and they're basically this like wheel that you can lay on on the ground and it stretches out your back and it also cracks your back at the same time so that's really kind of saved my life during this quarantine and I would recommend getting it if you do kind of like deal with back problems like we do when you are in school and you're at the desk and like the desk chair is the best to crack your oh back my god on. and you can go like yeah this. yes you can literally like lean back and like it cracks your whole situation that's my thing too I <laughs> yeah the literally last night I was looking around my house just trying to think of like if there is a single chair that would work for that and there's not like you just need a you have to have a desk chair it just doesn't work but it is the best feeling in the world and then I really think that my back has just gone downhill since leaving the public school system you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> we got to go back to school for that purpose yeah. okay can you guys just share a little bit of background on your friendship how you guys met and then also going into boys live we grew up down the street from each other. We've known each other for probably like 13 to 14 years at this point. We didn't really start becoming best, best friends though until we were in college. Our boyfriends at the time were best friends. So then we <laughs> broke up with them and we became best friends. It was, yeah. I don't know how that worked, but it ended up working out just fine. From there, it was like, I would always, I'd either see her at school or she'd come to school at ASU, like where I was at. And we just like stayed friends for a really, really long time. And then after we graduated, she moved to New York, which was somewhere I always wanted to move to. Um, and for the company I was working with, I had to do acquisitions on makeup manufacturing companies. So one of the acquisitions I did, the company ended up purchasing this other company. So I had to move to San Diego and we always wanted to move to California. So before I had left, what was it like St. Patrick's Day or something? I Leah? Think it was around that time because I just remember it was green and we were, I was like crying and I was upset you were leaving. Yeah, so I go and see her in New York. We're having like a shenanigan type of weekend. We somehow end up in a fire station. We're so drunk and we're like, I'm going to miss you. Like, I don't know what to do. And we kind of just came up with the name Boys Lie. And I was like, when I get out there, I'm going to like trademark it or do something with it. And um, that's kind of how it started. Yeah, Boys Lie essentially was our mantra. We obviously went through some pretty crappy heartbreaks. And so we would say it all the time, like over text or like as we were getting ready to go out. And it just became like this like term of also like empowerment for us too. So it really helped us kind of like get through that, like that tough time. And then we like loved the name. So we both were like, we should do something with this. Yeah, I think people don't understand too that when we say Boys Lie, like it would be an exchange even in text message or like text message groups with other people too. like when they got fired from a job or like when they met somebody that like kind of like disrespected them in some way, it, it really is just like a term of like self-worth. Like that's what it was. It was kind of like a key word for that. And that's why we were like, we really should take all these like negative emotions and feelings and take that and turn it into something else. Like let that literally fuel you to do something better for yourself. I love that. So when you trade market, like, what ended up being the first step? Like, what do you do when you're creating the brand? And what was your first product that came out? So this is actually kind of funny because Boys Lie originally was meant to be a cosmetic brand. So our parents and company has a huge 
background in private labeling cosmetics. So basically what we did, we were like, okay, we'll start as a makeup brand. We'll have like one or two pieces, like hoodies or something that will rep the name of the brand. So it was supposed to be, I guess, like a makeup brand with clothing. Our biggest mistake that we ever made was creating a makeup brand, but having so many different like SKUs. So we had so many items that we released with that our audience was like, whoa, I don't even know what to order. I like this stuff. I'm just not sure what to try. And selling a cosmetic product direct to consumers is also difficult because it's not like you can try this in store. I mean, it was also a huge fault on our part too, because let's say if you're wearing eyeliner today or mascara, I'm not going to be like, oh, what brand mascara are you wearing? I'm just going to be like, oh, that's a black mascara. I'm going to go get some mascara from the store. You know what I mean? So the clothing really labeled it publicly where it was like, oh, I love that hoodie. It's boys lie. I'm going to go get that. So from there, then it just kind of transferred into a clothing brand. Yeah. People were just much more like trigger happy on the purchase with the clothing more than the makeup. And we only, again, had like two hoodies that we released with. We got reaches from uh, Mingley Simmons and Delilah Bell. And they were like, we love these hoodies. Like, can we wear them? Will you send us some? And we were like, okay, like, yeah, for sure. And so we essentially like really failed in the makeup industry, but it really turned around in the clothing industry. And that growth for Leah and I has been an extreme learning lesson. I personally think failure is really, really important because it just teaches you so much more than you can ever learn in a classroom. I think that is so important and people don't talk about it. I had no idea that you guys started as a cosmetics brand either. And like, I've looked at the brand, like I am on your site all the time, but that is really cool. Circling back a little bit, can you explain what a parenting company is? So basically I have a family company. Um, it's entrusted to me. And when we started Boys Lie, like I was like, Leah, I don't know. You know, I didn't know anything about getting investors. To be honest, I was a creative writing major from Arizona State University with a focus in poetry. So like business-wise, I was like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Like I was, I've just known from the experience of working since I was 16. So I was like, okay, how am I getting all the funds to do something like this? So I basically talked to my board of trustees and my, like, even my parents. And I was like, this is what I really want to do with Leah. Um, I really want to trademark it. What next step should I take here? And we are so lucky to have a parenting company to kind of take us in and be able to be like, okay, this is how you like do like accounts, a payable accounts receivable. This is how you should be set up. Like in QuickBooks, these are like all the different aspects of business that you guys need to be tentative to. And they asked us millions of questions. We really had to set up like a financial, like, funnel as to like where all of our expenses will go to even be able to ask for a certain amount of money to start the brand. That's so important. I hear that said all the time too. Like people so often want X amount of money, but they have no idea what they would do if they had X amount of money. So it's like, there's no, if you don't have like yeah. structure and systems in place, like people are not going to trust you, you know? And then if you actually get the money, you're screwed. Yeah. Cause I think that a huge mistake people either make is where they get the funds to do what they want to do, but they just spend it on all these different aspects and they're not charting what they're spending. A business system structure like that foundation is so crucial to any brand's success, in my opinion. I think that we wouldn't be as I, I quote unquote big as we are today if it weren't for that, because they also really helped kind of keep Tori and I in line, you know, and we needed that, especially starting this on our own. Again, I was a communications major at Folder, so I had no background in this either. And I think if we didn't have their help to guide us in the right direction, we wouldn't be where we are today. That's incredible. So you guys notice these sales for your hoodies. People are reaching out. People are talking about them. They're kind of blowing up at this point, right? So 
at that point, yeah. do you guys just say, you know, we're not like, we're going to put a halt on the cosmetics and just go into clothing. And then how long did it take to like come out with more stuff? Because I know you guys do like a pre-order model, but it's a process. Like that's a lot of people involved. We didn't just quit it right away. We definitely transitioned into adding more clothing pieces into, you know, our line and our website. So it slowly built up the momentum of the clothing. And I think we also just needed to stick to like where we were succeeding. So we were like, let's just continue to go on this at like a slower rate. And then we slowly kind of cut the makeup out. Yeah. And to touch on that too, like in the slower rate process of things, it wasn't like when we like release new items, right? We're not releasing an entire collection like we do now. We were releasing like one extra hoodie, two extra hoodies. It wasn't like, Mm -hmm. it was like anything that was like, oh, I'm going to do a whole set. I'm going to make it four sets. I'm going to also do 10 t-shirts with it. Like it was nothing ever to the degree it is now. We really slowly and steadily started introducing different pieces. I would say once a month, we'd have like one brand new piece in our drop. And what happens is, is when you have that as well, you have one single focal point. So like you're going to see the same hoodie on 10 of your favorite celebrities. And you're going to be like, where the hell are they getting this one hoodie? So it's not like when you go online, you're going to be like, oh shit, I have to pick between like millions of different pieces. I don't know what I'm going to get. This is the first time I'm seeing this brand before. It's more so like, oh, I'm going online. This is the only hoodie they offer. This has to be the one the celebrity is wearing. I love this celebrity. I want to buy this too. The Summer Fridays girls talk about that all the time too, because they just came out with the jet lag mask and that was their first product. So it's high risk, high reward. But that is so true. Just as a consumer, Mm -hmm. I go on places and if there's too much, I'll just get overwhelmed and click off. But with boys light, it's easier. And also I love the like limited edition kind of launch. I understand from like a business aspect, the benefits of it, but I also think it's cool and it forces me to buy it right then rather than being like, Oh, I'll buy it eventually. And then I just never do, you know? Yeah. I think what people don't understand is that when you like release something, it's kind of like, there's a whole like two months prior to that where you're like, okay, how much do we have to put towards like gifting? That's going to cut out of our marketing structure. Like how much planning do we have to do around this? When can we get a photographer in to shoot it on a white background? Like, I think people now, because Amazon's an existing thing and Forever 21's existing and like all these like crazy shops, even like Fashion Nova, right? Like they have so many pieces that are like released at one time and we could only afford to release a certain amount of quantities. So like that drop structure really wasn't like a planned type of situation. It was more so like we could only drop 20 hoodies at a time because we could only afford to produce 30. So we had to give 10 away. And then the other 20 that we knew we had to sell. So it kind of like built that way. It wasn't something that was like, oh yeah, we're going to do it like a drop structure and try and be like, I don't know, just successful, like Kylie Jenner type of situation. It was more so like Lee and I knew we wanted a boutique brand. I'm a huge fan of fear of God. I'm a huge fan of like the business structure of Supreme. We wanted Boys Lie also to feel like a collectible good. So that's how we knew we were going to like push this forward is not only because of affordability, but because we admired those brands a lot. So you see Boys Lie on so many different celebrities, like we've kind of talked about. You see it everywhere on Instagram. How did you get people to wear your clothes? I think we were really lucky in the beginning because we actually got reach out. Like I think our first reach out ever was mainly Simmons. And now it's funny because she's one of our really, really good friends. But at the time, Tori and I were literally looking at each other and screaming because we're like, oh my God, like we love her and she wants our hoodie. So after she did that, she posted in it. I think Delilah saw it. 
the Lila Bell DM'd us. And I think it just slowly kind of built up this momentum. But at the same time, we're also really hustling in our DMs and reaching out to girls at the same time, trying to say, hey, like we have this brand and explaining a little bit about it. If they, you know, saying if they, if you want something, we'd be happy to gift you. But as we grew, it also slowly got to the point where girls were started reaching out to us. And so that's been a really crazy process of seeing someone in our DMs that we never even thought, like when we were in, like if, if looking back in high school, if I didn't know that these girls were going to be DMing us, I would be on the floor, like passed away. So like excited. Yeah. So it's just been like a huge thing. And it's been crazy too, because we used to have like our Shopify notifications every time somebody purchased something. And Noah Cyrus ended up purchasing like a huge, oh, yeah. like, like a bunch of pieces from our collection. And then after under she DM'd name. us and was like, yeah, under a fake name. And after she DM'd us and was like, hey, like, I want to tell you, you know, I purchased all this stuff. It's under this name in your system. But will you send me like this piece, this piece and this piece? And we were like, what? Like, we were like, what <laughs> like also, thanks for buying. Yeah. And also <laughs> like huge thanks for buying. Cause a lot of people I think that are like, I hate using the word influencers because sometimes they don't influence yeah. anything if that makes even sense. But like the fact that like she reached out and she's so talented and she's like, I love your brand. I'm here to support it. We were both just like, Oh my God. So like seating, I think is so important, especially when it's organic. It's not really, Oh, how did you get all these people to wear it? It's more so like, they have to genuinely like the product um, and what you're selling too. So like when we gifted, it was just, it kind of have a, had a domino effect. Yeah. And also just to add up like one more thing to that too. Sometimes when you do gift these people, you have no clue if they're ever even going to post in it or step out and get caught by paparazzi in the item. So you just kind of have to keep your fingers crossed and hope that that happens. And then if it doesn't, it takes some time. Like it could take like two to three weeks to a month for them to actually wear it after we send it to them. So it's just, you kind of got to feel it out. It's different with every person. I think both of us were like, we're really, really lucky in the school aspect of things being that like Colorado, there's a lot of like really like awesome people that are there. And I was in Arizona. So it was really easy for me to go to like Vegas or go to LA like on a weekend. I went to Coachella six years ago. It was my first time at Coachella. And I met this guy, his name is Josh Greco. And he's one of my best friends, but he had so many, he has so many connections and good friends out here that are like influencers or celebs. And when I moved out here and I told him I was doing this brand, he was like, yeah, like I have some friends that would wear this, by the way, like, Hey, like, let me ask them what they think. And if they like it, they'll send me their address and I'll give it to you and we can go from there. And that's how we got like palsy in our stuff. Like we were like, so Mm -hmm. shocked that that was like, actually a like a thing. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Like I didn't know, like when people would mention like networking in school, I was like, I don't really know what that means, but like genuinely it really should just mean like people that you actually connect with who want to share successes with you and want to build with you. Because if like you win, they're winning. And Mm -hmm. that's just kind of also a part of why seating worked out. So there are a lot of good people who just want you to succeed too. You know, when you think about networking, I think it gets kind of a, it gets like a negative rap or you think it's fake or it feels forced or whatever. But I love how you said, like, it's like, you know, like a genuine friendship and you, you want to support each other's. I don't know. That's incredible. But you guys have such a large like digital footprint. Do you think that your following on Instagram mainly is accredited to seating and to certain people wearing this? And so you look up the Instagram or do you guys use like a social media strategy? No, we have no social media strategy. People like laugh at Lee and I when we say this, mm-hmm. but it 
really like came from seating and word of mouth. And I know that like my little sister, some of her friends had ordered or her roommates had ordered Boys Lie and like they didn't even know it was like that I was her sister as a freshman um, in college. They got a package and then we have that Boys Lie tape around it. And she's like, oh my God, that's my sister's brand. And then like all her other little friends were like, oh my God, where'd you get that? Like, I want to get that too. So it's not only seating, it's also like, like Leah will buy something and I'll be like, wait, I actually love that. I need that in my life. I need mm-hmm. to buy that. Kind of like you were like, oh, what'd you buy this week mm-hmm. under a hundred bucks? Well, it's amazing. But I also think that um, Tori and I talk about this a lot too. And I think that also everybody out there has their own boy's life story, whether it be like a work experience, an actual breakup or a friend experience. So I think that we have, I personally think that we have a message that's really relatable to anybody and everyone's gone through some type of heartbreak. So I think it's really important to have a really strong message for your brand and something that people can relate to. And I think that also helps kind of grow our following organically because everyone had, you know, a story or something that they wanted to share. Yeah, I feel like it's really intense because it's also like you're not when you purchase Boys Lie or like in my mindset of people purchasing, it's not just like, oh, I'm buying this because it says Supreme on it, like the Supreme Brick or something like I'm genuinely buying this because I'm going through something and I need to wear something that like makes me feel comfortable and confident at the same time in who I am. And there's nothing wrong with who I am while relaying that message too. It does have such a strong story behind it. Like that is, you're so right. I think about you guys versus maybe another brand that maybe is in like a similar sphere. And with Boys Lie, like there's a story behind it. So you feel more touched in with like collectible pieces. For me, it's not a brand that I just like pick up one thing from. It's something that I'm like, oh, what's coming out, you know? And like, I'm not like that with a lot of brands, but I do feel that way with Boys Lie. Also, another thing I wanted to say that's like, I love about you guys is like as someone who's like in the quote unquote influencer sphere, no one likes the word. Like when a brand sends me something, but they put a lot of pressure on you to post, it like makes it feel weird. And like, it's just less likely, like I'm going to post what I'm wearing organically. And if I like it, I'll probably post it kind of thing. So that... I love how that's organic because it's also like, it's a, it's a brand that you just love and trust and you get one set and you're like, this quality is so incredible. I love this. And then you just come back for more. So let's start from who was your first hire? Like, what is the team like now? We have a pretty big team now. I'm going to say it's like somewhere between like seven to 10 people. And that doesn't include like our PR team now. Or like our photographer who's like, we drive crazy all the time to shoot our stuff. (laughs) Shout out Oscar. (laughs) Our team really started with just Leah and I. And during like the time of us building out Boys Lie, we had to take turns with our parenting company working in a sales position. So we went back and forth between doing that and managing clients for private label and then managing our brand. This was until the point that we were able to grow enough financially to hire another person on. We've had a handful of assistants that have helped us. Two of them especially have been like superstars, which was definitely Kelly Presida. I love her. And Maddie, like we love them yeah. both. I think the issue is, is we hired such close friends in the initial phases. And we knew that when you hire friends, it's really hard to work with them. And Lee and I, I guess, are in a bit of a different situation because not only have we known each other for such a long time, we share dogs together, we live together, we work (laughs) together. You'd think that we would get sick of each other. And I would never, ever suggest to other people, yeah, like, hey, you should work with your best friend. Like, that's an awesome thing because Lee and I have such, like, it's such an interesting relationship. I feel like we have a different dynamic. It would not work for any, for everybody. There's absolutely no shot. And also just kind of going off Tori, what she said too, it's, you know, 
you kind of have to, it's almost like a sister relationship at the same time, because you kind of just got to learn to let things go. And also, you know, each other so well that, you know, like when someone's mad or like when, you know, someone's like super happy or when someone, what can make them tick. So like you become the other person, you can sense what they're feeling. So it becomes this like, it's not, it's not easy, but it's definitely been easier for us because we do have that relationship. But like, even in the beginning, just going off even like the employees, it was Tori and I alone packing out orders ourselves, sending out everything was touched by us. Me doing design work at night, like while we like had yeah. the sales job during the day. Like it was like, not. we can ship out. And now we know we can still do it. We still do it. Sometimes yeah. we get in there and we can pack out like 200 orders in a day or more because we've, we've done that ourselves. And that's how we were doing things in the beginning. So it's interesting to hire people on because you've, you've done all that yourself. And so you have like a, your own flow. The first 1-800 hoodie that we had that had like the orange pins on it. We distressed <laughs> all of those ourselves. It was like, and we <laughs> and sold, pin them. Yeah. And pin them. And we sold, I think like a little over 400 of them. It was like, it was insane. Like we're in our kitchen, like with all these kitchen knives, like just shredding sweatshirts. Black fuzz everywhere. It's just a mess. And there are times where we had these thermals and they had these like they had these oh FU boys lie patch on them. Literally, we were ironing on the patches, doing the tie-dye ourselves. It was like it in was, our backyard. Yeah. Insanity. <laughs> like the arts and crafts level, like. It's very hot for the both of us. Yeah, it was everything was being done by ourselves because we didn't have anyone else to really do it for us at the time. You yeah, know? and it was expensive. Like if you want to get stuff that's like distressed or pinned or like all this stuff, that's an added cost to your base cost. So we were like, how do we cut costs here? How do we like get around corners? And that's what we did. How did you find someone to make the hoodies in the first place? Like how did you even know where to look? Connection. Yeah, just connections like and having just general discussions with friends that had their own lines of clothing. And then we ended up just Googling a bunch of different like print places and, and embroidery places. Shout out Tisha Martin, San Diego. We became really good <laughs> friends with this guy, Jim. And like we would just show up at Jim's place and we'd be like, hey, we really need your help with this. And I can design and whatnot, but I like didn't know how to do tech packs at the time. Thank God for YouTube. Otherwise, I wouldn't know how to design anything. But Jim was like, here, let me show you how you lay this out. Let me show you how to do a tech bat. Let me show you like all the ins and outs of this. So I guess it's also when you meet your vendors, becoming really close with them and building relationships with them is so important. And it's better than networking. Like they're actually so interested to not only to teach us, I think, but like to show us new like aesthetics or new things coming out in the market that like different like type of like multi-coated like vinyl pieces and like things like that like when you become friends with your vendors they're so willing to like open up just like an education for you to show you like what's next and upcoming that's a really good tip actually I'm someone who's like very personable I like talk to anyone like who's on my team or anyone that I work with I like won't shut up and like the amount of text like I you know I'm just like so like that and it is helpful even in like a totally different sphere of having closer relationships because even if it's like you're getting a deal from a brand or you're getting X amount of things made or whatever, like you're the first person they think of and you they there's like an attachment so they want you to succeed. Like that is such a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. The more we grow, they grow too. Yeah. So works hand in hand. We have a sales rep or like an account manager at one of our printing places that we also do cut and sew at. His name's Randy. He's amazing. We literally like, we'll call him as if he's like our dad being like, I know you're going to kill me, but I have to put in this purchase order. And like, 
Revolve needs it like probably tomorrow. So do something, please help us. And he's like, okay, okay. Like in his like angry <laughs> dad voice. It's so awesome having relationships like that with people because again, like even if you hear like certain words through grapevine through the grapevine with like friends on how to do something, like actually sitting with someone who manufactures and creates and like understanding that level of like stress that they're under having other brands too that do this with them and really connecting with them on the like a really close level like they're willing to teach you at any age like you can be like we could be 50 and still going to see Randy and he would be so stoked to teach us something new Wow, Randy sounds great. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Revolve. Like you have a brand and then you want it sold elsewhere. How do you get it in stores or online stores? We got a reach out from a third party sales team and they really, really love the brand. And at first, they like sent us over a whole deck as to all the things that they offered and did. And Leah and I were like, look, we love your like the deck that you sent us over. The thing is, is we're so, so small. We're really like not going to be able to afford all these things that we see in your deck as like PR and whatnot. They were like, look, we love your brand so much. We trust you guys. I really think we can sell this. We can make the situation like performance-based um, just with a small amount monthly. And so we were like, okay, that's perfect. I think the most crucial thing to do now with like being an upcoming brand is that if you're going to work with people and you don't have a budget, making sure everything is like, is performance-based in a agreement being like, okay, if you sell X amount of hoodies, then we can bring your commission up to X amount of percentage. And then it gives them like a drive and a will to be like, oh, I want to be a part of this. Oh, I know I can make money for this. And oh, I'm going to, this is going to be like the extra push at the end of the day. So that's what we, Mm -hmm. um, we did to set that up. Yeah. And so they also helped connect us to these buyers and helped us get in these POs, but it definitely started at, you know, really small. It wasn't until, you know, I would say in the last like seven, maybe seven to eight months that we were actually growing enough to be able to take on bigger POs. But I think our first reach out was even from Dolls Kill before. So I think we yeah. started with them. And then, um, and now we kind of, you know, we'll, we'll get reach outs, but it's just about making sure that you're taking on what you can also handle. And also realizing that if someone really wants to work with you, they're going to figure it out. Like if there's a will, there's a way. And you guys can always come to like a common agreement of, what works for both of you and how you can like move forward from there. Even with that, it's kind of knowing your worth, you know, not like bending over backwards and committing to something you know you can't, but instead being like, Hey, we know what we're worth. We know what we bring to the table. Like we can't do that right now, but this works. Let us know what you think kind of thing. So it's like boys lie all together, you know? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) What are some of like the biggest hiccups you guys have had? I can only imagine like starting off with just you two and then finally being able to delegate like what are some of the biggest like mistakes or maybe failures or things that you wish you knew before starting this putting your trust into the wrong people who pretend like they have your best interest at heart and really don't at all we made the mistake of when we started the makeup paying an influencer a significant amount of money to promote the brand and it didn't do anything for us. It didn't have any type of return, anything like that. And this person, this other person we had hired, she was essentially like the middleman of this whole agreement. And she really, really didn't have anyone's best interest at heart. I mean, she was like kind of scamming all the people that we worked with. Those mistakes like are such hard mistakes to get out of and learn from. They're also like our biggest financial mistakes we've ever made. But I would say that's the first-handed 
like hiccup that we've had. The other one for me yeah. at least is balancing my personal life and my work life because I live, eat, sleep, and breathe boys lie. And that's something that like I'm learning to start to create boundaries for. Yeah. And I think going off of what Tori was saying and about the influencer, when you first start a business too and you're learning, it's and someone presents you this bright, shiny object and says this is what's gonna happen for you and you and you genuinely feel like you can trust that person, why wouldn't you go for it? And so now after you make a mistake like that and you and you realize that that person was not who they said they were, it really also kind of makes you build up a wall again a little bit. And it's harder to trust people. But I think that we've also gotten to the point where our bullshit meter is a little bit higher now. So we can kind of understand if someone's actually talking out of their butts or if they're actually legit. So that was really hard for us because I think we kind of just got slammed. You know, we really trusted this person and they did the exact opposite of what they were going to say. So we really were, were like, we got to like change the way we do things. We cannot like put trust into people. We're the only people that can trust each other. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's been also hard for us to kind of like let it go a little bit, even hand off things to other people as we've been hiring, you know, more people onto our team. Like for example, like I do a lot of the wholesale side of things and it was hard for me to like let someone else kind of help me and take over because we're so protective over it. So the whole trust thing has been like a huge, huge learning experience um, for us. Yeah. Um, And it's been like, again, I, I really liked how you touch kind of on like you start building this wall and like now we're kind of like we have this bullshit breaking type of thing. Yeah. But like there's certain social cues now that when people are talking to us, they kind of like it's like instinctual. I'll give you a small example. So like we'll sit down in meetings and people will be like, oh I, I am great with PR. Like I know so and so I know this person, that person. You know, in Los Angeles you think everybody mm-hmm. knows everyone. And then Lee and I will end up at an event with this celeb and be like, oh like Hey, I heard you know this person. Like, we're boys lie. And then they're like, What are you talking about? And then you kind of step back and you're like, wait a second, they actually don't know each other at all. And so then you're like, you start realizing like people will meet other people at a party. Like, let's say I met Party B at a party, just in passing, like, oh hi, I'm Tori Robinson. And like walk away. I'm not gonna go to like lunch with a group of people I want to work with the next day and be like, oh, I'm really close with Cardi B. Let me help you like gift her. Like we realize there's so many people here, especially that are like that. And now like when people name drop or like do certain things in conversation, Lee and I will kind of give like, we'll either give like a nice little like look like wink type of situation at each other and be like, all right, this is the social cue where it's like, this clearly doesn't check off um, the trust meter. But but also on top of this, the last thing I'll say about this situation as well, if that didn't happen to us, something else would have. And it really taught us this huge lesson and it really, really hit us hard. So in a way, I'm not thankful that it happened, but I'm grateful that it did because it really taught us, you know, who just to change our whole way of judging people. Yeah. The whole part of like failure, like that's like it's so painfully won, but it's something that's so important to learn, especially in the beginning stages so that you don't make the same mistake twice. It's almost like it changed yeah. your vetting process with who you like trust and hire. And I was in LA for almost five years. I'm supposed to, it's COVID. So I'm in Texas right now and I was supposed to spend my time, but I know yeah. the scene. And the second that someone name drops, typically if someone is actually really good friends with someone, they're not going to say it because that's just like, like it's a weird thing. Like if I'm like really close to so-and-so who's very famous, I'm not going to like 
use their name for like personal gain at a lunch thing. So the second that people are really name dropping mm-hmm. and some people do and whatever, but it definitely to me is a little bit of a red flag because I'm like, okay, I don't know about that. But at the same time, like in certain industries it's built off name dropping. So it's like, you kind of have to mm-hmm. exactly what you guys are saying. Like you have to learn how to vet out those people. Are there any other like red flags to you guys or things like other ways that you guys kind of bet if you can trust someone or not going off of what leah said it's definitely like a personal experience you have to have unfortunately to be able to like catch on to certain social cues other than that i've had people that we work with be like oh i really like your design process like if you guys ever need help taking things off your hand just actually send me like your raw files and i'll help you out and i'm like what do you want like my raw files for? Like, that's such a weird thing to ask somebody like, just like out of like trying to like mosey through a conversation and like little social cues like that, where you're like, Oh, like, and you, you play on with it. Unfortunately, that's just the way that business is where you're like, yeah, sure. Like maybe I will later. Um, but I just, to be honest right now, I'm not really like thinking I feel comfortable doing that and it's okay to say those things, but it's just like a, like little things where it sounds really nice. And then you rethink the question. You're like, what are they actually asking me for here? That's kind of where um, you get the red flags. What's interesting too, is like looking even back at the beginning of people who maybe even Tori and I reached out to and really wanted to work with or wanted to talk to and like even get business advice from who either turned us down or, you know, kind of like shoot us away. It's interesting if they come, when they come back to you now, when you have grown, because they didn't trust that you were going to be huge or big in the beginning. And now all of a sudden you want to come back in and work with us. I don't think so. That is so like, there's nothing more true than that. There will be nobody with you while you're losing ever. Like nobody will be on your team when you're losing, but when you're winning, everybody wants to be on your fucking team. Like everybody will reach out. Even the people that hated on you. We had friends that have literally like when Leah was to California, they didn't, they first of all, didn't believe it. I had friends that said that they were parts of it. Like, parts of launching the brand. I've had like so many people that like, I thought that I trusted even in my personal life who just talk shit when we like first started being like, yeah, right. These two idiots, they're never going to be able to like succeed through this. And then now they'll reach out to us and be like, Hey, can I have some free stuff? And it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. you have to take (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You take it with a grain of salt. And, um, sometimes it just, it does make you laugh because there are so many people who will not be there for the losing and so many people who will be there for the win. So it's so important that you take note of that, I think in the future so that you know, also like who to trust. It's also just like tacky for them to do that. Like that's the only word I can even think, but that always, that's so true. Like you will get made fun of typically in like the early days of starting anything, especially if it's a little bit different than what everyone else is doing. So like in your scenario like graduated college typically working for other employers you know whatever and then the second that you're doing something different unfortunately like you see people have a lot more negative things to say than they do like cheering you on and then the second it works out all of a sudden oh oh, no they were there they were your number one cheerleader the whole time and it's like that's like not what I remember yeah so like I don't know where the miscommunication here is exactly okay I want to hear like what are some of your favorite brands Let's just do makeup and clothing. So I want to hear from you guys. I go on Instagram all the time. It's something I'm trying to like lessen my time with. But I look at all these really, really cool brands or like kind of like nitpick through different celebs that I see wearing certain things, different stylists, like posting different outfits. 
So like for me, I don't generally have a favorite. There's a lot of brands that are upcoming right now that are really small, like how we are. And like being able to support that is something that's like, I like almost get a high off of it because I'm like, this is awesome. One of our friends, Audrey Hilfiger just started a flower. She has a flower company and she just started candles and vases. One of my favorite companies right now easily. I know that's not clothing essentially, but like I love shopping and supporting like brands that are going through like what we've gone through. I think that's what it mainly is about. Yeah. I have, like a couple saved on my Instagram. I'm going to try and find some more examples, but Leah, you can give an answer to that. Well, for clothing, I, I honestly, like, I don't know either. Cause I haven't right now. I don't have one cause I haven't been shopping yeah. like, really all quarantine. <laughs> I also only wear boys lie. So I don't want to say that that's my favorite, but I, at the moment I don't have one. Like I have favorite stores that I shop at. Like I love to shop at Revolve or even Urban Outfitters, but not necessarily a favorite brand. But I do have a favorite makeup brand. And honestly, I'm obsessed with Bare Minerals. I just like, I've, I've always used their products since high school. And so that's my favorite makeup brand. I mean, probably always Bulby. I just think it's a classic. Bare Minerals. And I've just recently, one of my friends works at Kosas. And I love Kosas. Oh, yeah. It's like a very clean brand. If you guys need a good concealer, I swear theirs is the best. Like it's yeah, and their blush. But I'm such a like natural so kind of gal, like minimal, whatever. So people always say I would love them. I need to try their stuff. Like I'm actually gonna make an order today. I need to do that. Yeah, their concealer you can like you won't go wrong. They also have liquid shadows that are amazing because like you can like pile them on. And the best part about Kosas is that it is a really clean makeup brand. So when I wear their stuff, I know I'm not gonna break out, which is also really mm-hmm. awesome. I'm like buying so many things in this episode. Okay, let's end just now on a little bit of like your day to day. I know as any type of entrepreneur, it's always different. But what is your kind of just average like day to day routine? Hmm. I think it changes. Yeah, it's definitely we wear many hats every single day. I think for me, now that our team is growing and Lee and I have been able to give them like leashes to run where we feel comfortable, um, not having to be like hovering over somebody's shoulder all day. I feel like my day-to-day really consists of making sure orders are going out, making sure design work's done. Right now we have a huge upcoming campaign that we're shooting October 27th and 28th. So making sure like the treatment, the storyboard, the stuff that we're releasing, all those designs are input. All of them are being produced, working on what part of production we're working on making sure production that we have for wholesale is being followed up on um, where Leah can't follow up. Like just if I need to yell at somebody, it's important that, Ooh, I get in there. Other than that, that's like pretty much it. And lately Leah and I have been offering some type of like consulting to certain friends who want to start their own brands as to questions that they have and like how we can help them in a specific way. So that's something that we've been taking on for like a day-to-day basis as well. Mm -hmm. But also going back to routines, I can just go off of everything Tori is saying about like the work aspect of it. I think that it changes every day. Every day there's a new fire to put out and every day there's a new success. So it really just varies. But with routines, I think that's something that's really important for my peace of mind is that I have like a morning routine, which I can admit I haven't been doing recently at all. But my morning routine like used to be like making sure I wake up with enough time to like kind of like get myself like together and, at, you know, either if that be workout before work or even just like drink coffee and like read, or even if I feel like watching a little bit of like the office in the morning just to kind of get my brain going, that's really helps me kind of start. I, it's hard for me to just wake up and 
get on my computer without like eating breakfast or just doing something for myself, which I need to work on because I haven't been doing that as much again during quarantine, but it really helps you. Like it's almost like a meditation thing where it gets you going. To jump off of that too, like even like if it's just walking your dog in the morning um, and listening to a podcast, like sometimes I'll do that, whether it be like group chat or my favorite murder with Leah, Mm -hmm. any type of like hour that you have, make sure that you make your bed in the morning, like little things like that Mm -hmm. actually change your day around so much. And like, also just before we even start, sometimes like Leah will print out some papers that she needs throughout the day, like, or she needs to make sure that she gets to just little things like that, like pre like sitting down in our office. These are all such important things to go through before starting this whole day of May, like wearing many hats. And also just knowing throughout the day that like something I think that's been hard for both of us to hold on to because we're so like driven and impatient at the same time is is that nobody's going to die over a pair of sweatpants. Like it's not going to be the end of the world if something like if we miss one thing throughout the day, it's like there's never going to be enough time in the day to get everything done. So being aware, aware of that and having that awareness is so important as to like making sure that you check off everything that you need to do for that day that's prioritized is like done. So I think that the morning is so important as a routine to have that. I totally agree with that. I'm such a morning routine person, but I just have my hand with a bunch of different things too. So my day-to-day schedule is different. So my morning routine, even a little bit of my night routine, like it's very structured and set up, but I feel the best, like mentally, emotionally, like in every single aspect of my life when I'm keeping up with the routine, because I'm actually like taking care of myself. I'm someone kind of like you who were saying, like I can get so wrapped up in work and it's hard for me to find balance in other areas. So like a routine is one way that has really helped me. And I'm also in a better mindset and I feel like I'm like prepared for the day rather than just going like immediately once I wake up, I pull my laptop in my bed, which sometimes I do that. It's really never like the best thing for me, you know? I agree. Yeah. Sometimes I'll check my phone. I start reading emails while I'm in bed and then I'm like, hold on, I need to like get up and brush my teeth yeah. first. Like, let me just get myself sorted before I jump into this. It's hard when you care and you just like want to jump into it. So you kind of like need to remind yourself, like take a deep breath. Like it's, you have an hour before you need to really start anything and just kind of like get yourself going in your own way. Another thing that I've been realizing too is like taking care of your body and your mental health is so important for your work day. Like, especially when you work in such a chaotic environment lately, I've been like on a whole type of like skincare routine. I'm obsessed with this woman. Her name's Nambo, N-A-M-V-O. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. Her skincare routine is amazing. And like, when you have self care like that, like it is so important, even if it's just like we and I throughout the week, we both see a therapist, like not together, but like our own individual <laughs> at, the same, at the same time. But it, even that couple like, therapy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is so important to have that, like cutting out that time for yourself to get like just a regroup and like a timeout. It is like it could not be like a better, better thing for working in such a high stress environment. For sure. Totally agree. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I love Boys Lie. You guys are absolutely killing it. I've kept you like a little bit longer than I even told you. So I'm so sorry. Can you guys share like if anyone is listening to this, where they can find you, where they can find the brand? 
You can definitely find us on Instagram. It's really simple. It's just at boys lie, no space in between. If you want to find me, I'm at reptar because I'm a dragon from Rugrats. That's scary. I don't know why I got that handle, but I did. And then our website, boysliofficial.com. Mine's just at Leo O'Malley. Pretty simple. <laughs> oh, we're on Twitter too. And we do have a TikTok, which we're trying to figure out how to use. Just bear with us because we are not TikTokers. <laughs> I'm not a TikTok person either, like at all. I made an Instagram reel, which I'm not even an Instagram reel kind of girl, but I was just like trying it out. And I happened to post <laughs> it to TikTok this weekend. And then I went on and it's like blown up. And now there's like four or five other, like I just keep posting. It literally happened out of nowhere. Like I'm oh not God. a TikToker and now I keep joking with my friends. I'm like, oh my God, like I can't believe like my TikTok stardom. But like, I don't know how it happened. I'm not one either. <laughs> it's a weird app, but it's like so entertaining. I don't know like what like... Like, do I do the Macarena? Like, I don't really know literally, what's going on. Literally. <laughs> but we're trying to also get some of our friends who are really amazing dancers to kind of help us with that, which mm-hmm. hopefully they can um, in the next month or so. So maybe stay tuned and maybe we will have a TikTok post soon, but it probably won't be Tori or I. Yeah. It's actually genius, guys, because TikTok dances, like, all summer. It was like, you wear the sweats and the tank top, whatever. But people are going to need to wear, like, their sweats and their hoodies. <laughs> So this is where boys like can like just really take over mm-hmm. on TikTok, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I will have all of that stuff linked in the show notes if you guys want to go check them out. But thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is fun. Have a good one. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. As always, guys, let me know who you guys want to have on the next podcast episodes. I'm always loving to hear from you guys on who you guys want on as guests. But anyways, I love you guys so much. Again, subscribe to this podcast. Leave a really nice review on how great I am and not any mean ones, you know. Um, But anyways, I love you guys so much. Hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you guys next week.